This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Threadless. More importantly, the Comics Fun Profit shop on Threadless at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com where you can find, oh, about half a dozen different designs, plenty of Comics for Fun and Profit themed merch. If you just want a t-shirt, you're good. And if you want sweatshirts or other swaggy items, man, you can get anything. Phone cases, shower curtains. It runs the gamut. Skateboards, I think. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, we've already sold several. We're excited about the fact that the folks that want to support us in this way are able to and uh, wear our merch out into in the real world. That's pretty exciting stuff. So... Uh, yeah, get your comics for fun and profit, branded items at comicsfunprofit.threadless.com. Aloha, this is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing a friend of the show, Arda Sue Lee. She's here to promote her latest work, Carmilla, the First Vampire. Now, this original graphic novel was written by Amy Chu, and of course, the art is done by Sue. It is part of the Karen Berger books. It is an imprint through Dark Horse Comics. This is an original graphic novel that is now available in your comic shops right now. Now, please note that this original graphic novel is for mature readers. So, um, so Sue, welcome back to the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks, Jason. It's always great to be back. It's um, always fun to be here. Um, I'm okay. Just working. <laughs> yes. No, but but thank you very much for for your time. Um, also too, I'm gonna say thank you very much for the advanced preview copies. It's I love it. It's in, it's a very good story. So we have I'm a so lot. I, we have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm gonna start jumping into questions, but before we start jumping in, um, can you promote your website or your social platforms? Sure. My website is suleedraws.com. I you can find me on Twitter at suedlee, S-O-O-D-L-E-E. -E, and then my Instagram is suleedraws. Okay. Now, um, again, before we start talking about Carmilla, um, I on your podcast, and we will talk about your podcast a little bit later in the interview. Your podcast is called Spill Your Guts. Your co-host is Sweeney Boo. Um if I remember correctly, you guys did a Halloween special. Um, literally, I think it was released on Halloween, if I remember correctly. You guys talked about um, your love of hor the horror genre. And um, now, if I remember correctly, I think, um, I, I, I think, I, and I know that you like um, vampires. <laughs> yes. Because so I'm going to ask, do you remember the first time you saw either a vampire movie or read a book or a manga about vampires? Sure. I think vampires, it's always like a very, um, a timeless uh, genre, right? Mm -hmm. I think no matter, it, it expands time and, and days, right? Like it, it's like a thing people loved ever since it was became a, an inception right mm -hmm. of the creation of vampires but um i really loved Anne rice books when yes. i was younger and so i grew up on them and, and i also like read almost all her like vampire and like witch series and everything 
Um, so I was a big fan of that. And like other miscellaneous like vampire novels back in like the 90s and early 2000s, like like zeros. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I forgot what those titles were, but I've always been a big fan of vampires, um, especially because of Anne Rice. And I'm, I think I when Interview with a Vampire came out, that was pretty big. Yes. Um, and uh, I was a big fan of that, although I don't think it holds up well now mm-hmm. if you watch it now, especially at my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Queen of the Dam came out, and mm-hmm. I don't think that aged well either. But <laughs> um, I remember those being like the the go to movies um, for the vampire genre. Um, yeah, but ever since Anne Rice, I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay um let's see um actually um uh one off the cu- actually two off the cuff questions about vampire movies or tv shows have you seen the amc's interview with the vampire series yes i did yeah i like it there's some things that you know as like oh someone who's actually read the books like oh it's not like this it's not uh-huh. like that but for tv and for the um the property like of what they did because i know Anne rice was producing it or help writing the series before she passed uh-huh. um, so it has her seal of approval so for what it is for tv and for now like the the time and, and you know with everything going on i think it's pretty good i, uh-huh. I like it a lot uh-huh. and then i'm going to ask you one uh, another off-the-cuff question have you ever because this is one of my favorite vampire movies um have you ever watched um Stakeland USA it's a real independent movie i want to say came out oh, 10 in the last 10 years you know what it sounds really familiar but i i don't know if i have Stakeland USA no yeah. i don't think so it's um god i think i caught it on oh i know what it is yeah. no you know what i think it's one of those things that i never actually got a chance to finish mm-hmm. it's one of those things like i i think someone had it on in the background or something like that but yeah. i've never actually gotten around to sit sitting and watching it mm-hmm. but yeah yeah I, I don't know like i said i just wanted to yeah <laughs> because i i i don't know for some weird reason i, I like that movie and, hey, and, you know, it's a good recommendation. I'll check it out. Yeah, because and for listeners, it's it's um the reason why I love it is it's kind of like a it's one of those post-apocalyptic um stories where the vampires have taken over the world and there's different um subgroups of vampires. That's right. And it's very nice. It's you can tell it's very independently made because um yeah, it's just it's it's so cool. You know, it really is. Like you get the yeah. real feel and sense that. America is just desolated, you know. Sure. I do love a post-apocalyptic uh, movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, the question that's going to start leading up to the interview is like, so how did so um how did you and Amy team up for this book? Uh well, I think first that happened was uh Karen um reached out to me um mm-hmm. to work on a book with her and Amy and I was like oh yeah absolutely you know mm-hmm. um so you know she emailed me and like she um 
she's acquaintances with my um agent and then she hooked me up and then they were like oh i think so it was like a perfect storm of things and i met amy years ago um i think at a book signing and like i think she said that i may have like asked how you know are you like i would love to work with you kind of thing but yeah. it was like so long ago that i completely forgot i even asked that yeah. and it's one of those things that's like well there was a project and then the pandemic hit and so yes. why not work on it then and then you know karen reached out and it was just you know like uh, a perfect coincidence i think that's so cool so okay so i'm gonna start jumping in so carmilla the first vampire um i love this opening by t.s Eliot from and it from i'm not sure if it's one of his poems or something the waste the wastelands quote i was neither living nor dead and i knew nothing i just thought that was probably one of the the um the begin, you know, one of the um, best lines to begin this graphic novel. Now, um, Sue, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of Carmilla, the first vampire, until I saw, you know, your postings. You know, you, you start to tweet that, hey, I'm doing this, you know, graphic novel. So, may I ask if you can tell listeners who Carmilla is in the sense of like um, literature? You know. So um, Amy knows more about Carmilla than I do, and she did a lot of heavy research on it, but she's apparently the first um, European vampire, mm -hmm. uh, female vampire, not yes. the first vampire, but the female vampire, and um, she predates Dracula, I think. Yes, yes, I remember, yeah, looking some so, of that information up. Yeah, so she was the first one, and um, it's very, like, debated, apparently, but, you know, you know, nerds will be nerds, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but she was the first one, uh, the first female vampire, and um, it's a very short uh novel, actually. It's very uh -huh. short. Okay. Um, I didn't get a chance to actually read it, but uh -huh. I did do um audiobooks and everything. Oh, okay. Um, and and it's very interesting, and it's like a romance. Um, yes. Uh -huh. And I think it's really for the time. I think it's very nuanced. So mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil anything because it's like, yeah. sure, it's not really a spoiler because the book's been out for like many, many, <laughs> many years. But I think it's something worth reading for yourself or listening mm -hmm. to since there's audiobooks if, you know, if it's available mm -hmm. near you or on your um, apps. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'm going to start jumping right in, you know, for listeners, you know, um, can you tell us what the graphic novel is about? Well, I don't want to give any spoilers because there's a lot. Yes. There's a lot uh -huh. of like things that happens in yes. this book. And um, it, it so I, without spoiling anything, it's about Athena, who is the main character, uh -huh. a Chinese American um, woman who is living in 90s New York. Uh -huh. And she is a social worker and ends up helping someone who. She probably couldn't help herself helping and a lot of interesting things happen. Now, mm -hmm. it is a vampire story. Yes. It's mm -hmm. about um, the Chinese-American experience yes. slash Asian-American experience. Mm -hmm. um, it's about life in the 90s. It's also about romance. It's about love. It's about yes. 
trying to discover who you are, mm -hmm. um, identity and family and where you belong in the world. Um, yes. And also, uh, um, and I want to like emphasize family as well, because that's a really big uh, component in the book. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but it is kind of like a full gamut. It's like, <laughs> romance horror uh thriller it's dark it's um sweet it's <laughs> it has everything in it i think yes because yeah because it's and because like you it it's really you know um listeners again i'm gonna make you know because before me and um sue start to talk you know started recording i told her we are not going to spoil this book because there's so many layers to this it, there's a lot you know um you know um yeah so but but also too it's but um you know we're not going to spoil the story but but i also think too that what's kind of nice is that um it touches upon um it touches upon um not only the uh you know um the um chinese american experience in the 90s and even and and still can relate to today too, but also too like there's um, um, um I'm gonna say like there's because the story to me feels real, and 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 Sue jump in and you can comment on this because because it's like there's little subtleties about um, there's subtle racisms in there in everyday yes. life, you well, know because it's a part of most of our lives you yes. know, um and I've dealt with it so I think it's um it's not in your face it just is it's yeah it's just a part of life unfortunately for marginalized people or you know poc in general mm -hmm. yeah and then i'm gonna and, and because one of my questions was you know i i'm just and i think i know why amy may have chose athena to be a social worker especially in new york in the 90s but i'm just asking did you ever talk to amy about you know why 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 is Athena like a social worker? Why isn't she like a nurse or 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 a computer analyst or something? Did you guys ever talk about that? We did briefly. I think it's just because Athena is like a very flawed, but flawed to the point of like kind of even if it hurt you, you want to help other others kind of the t that type of character, you know, <clears throat> she would like throw herself in fire if it meant, you know, saving other people. Yes. So I think we wanted someone who maybe is like um, clouded by like just doing the right thing, and, mm -hmm. you know, e even though maybe it isn't the best thing and not that yes. social work. That's not what I meant for social no, no. work, but I think it, Athena as a character is like, <clears throat> She wants to be good. Yes. She doesn't know when it's hurting herself or others around her. Um, yes. But the social worker, I think, is like the perfect um, career for her because it it's something that like she's used to. It's like already part of her, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like in her DNA. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I'm going to add to a comment too, is that also to us, as majority of the social workers, they really deal with marginalized people. Right. You know, um, you know, some you know, they have to deal with the homeless, they deal sure. with um, you know, abused, you know, whether you know, some type of um, you know, like either abused children, um, um working in the LGBTQ 
you know, population mm-hmm. and so forth. So, you know, and, and because when, you know, um, and, and it's, it's, it's perfect for her in this story. It really is. Sure. Um, I'm going to ask, can I ask, can you ask for, I'm going to ask if you can just briefly talk about some of the characters and I know we can't give up too much spoilers, but like, you know, like who is Morgan in Athena's life? Uh, Morgan is her partner mm-hmm. um, and someone who is trying to ground her um, without saying much. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yes. <clears throat> it, it's a, it's, it's a character uh, I think we're all very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're then... trying to save the person trying to save people. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, I I know we can't really I know too much. I know, <laughs> but but the thing is is that and um um and yeah, so like Morgan is that stable person in her life. I can I think I think I can at least safely say that. <laughs> and then I'm gonna ask um who is um and Correct me if I'm wrong. I may pronounce uh, Athena's grandfather as um, the uh, Chinese name wrong, but yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like who? Wow, like you know. I well, of course, I already said that he's the grandfather. Um, did you want to? I think he is the one certainty. It's it's someone. Ye is the kind of character that you. He is he is your home, you know. He's yes. like what the main character will, um, you know, because the main character is flawed and not perfect, mm-hmm. um, and she has a lot of like learning to do. And I think she's also very insecure. And mm-hmm. he is, um, I know Morgan is like trying to be a rock, but ultimately, Yaya is like the rock for her. It is, yes. you know, it is her. He is her life, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's very important mm-hmm. um and also you know like he he loves her very much and vice versa mm-hmm. so i think it's some someone she um holds very dear uh, very dearly and mm-hmm. tries to guide her in the right way mm-hmm. and then if you don't mind me i'm going to comment and please feel free to add but like you said yeah he's that home for her um for athena and also too he's the one that provides like unconditional love to her of course because as always... most parents or grandparents do right mm-hmm. you know um because i was kind of going because it was interesting because because if i remember correctly and i'm not going to spoil too much but yay is i think he's the he's the first generation um he was the first generation to um to come to america <clears throat> and mm-hmm. you know and and for like for most of us, you know, it's you know like our grandparents, they still hold to traditions of the old ways and stuff like that. But the other thing with yeah yeah, I thought was very good was he he loves Athena unconditional. Mm-hmm. He you know he doesn't you know he doesn't uh, uh, you know um, when he asks her oh so how's Morgan doing? It's not a oh are you still in that relationship or you know da 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 you know right. da da. It's it's how's she doing? You know, hey, you know, and yeah, of course. I mean, he's a very chill dude. You know, he's very like he's experienced a lot. He doesn't really worry about things you don't need to worry about. He's very like, 
you know, very like Zen, right? Yeah. Very like go, you go with the flow, be water type of person. Yeah, that's yes, that is right. So, um, and then I'm going to ask for if we can talk about just briefly talk about this character, and don't go too much into this, but can you at least tell our um, listeners who is Violet in this story? She is a force that comes into her life. Is all I will say. Yeah, right that's now. yeah. <laughs> that that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I'm going to ask. Like, um, did did Amy ever tell you, um, or did you guys ever talk about, like, why did this story take place specifically in 1996? And also, too, it was mentioned, like, that's the year of the rat in the Chinese um, calendar. Yes. Did, did Amy ever, like, was there any significance to that or anything? Um, I didn't really talk to, we didn't really discuss that much, but um, it's mostly like she has a vision. Mm -hmm. I like it. So I'll just go with it. But oh, also, um, the 90s is like a very specific time period i think um it has like a very old new york um feel right uh -huh. um also like technology was a very important factor in when telling the story um or the lack thereof technology um so it feels very like old but like yes. not i'm not vintage but it does feel there's a very specific um <laughs> setting for this and it works because it needed to be told in a certain way uh -huh. for the time period um plus there's something very special about new york in the 90s okay. it's like very gritty it ha uh -huh. it goes with the horror theme it's uh -huh. like kind of perfect for like the vampire setting you know uh -huh. and also like it just has like a it definitely looks different now than it did in the 90s because i grew up in new york all yes. my life mm -hmm. so it's it all worked out like there was a specific reason and then there was like like a technical reason i should say and then there was like well it actually makes sense because of the setting and the timeline uh -huh. and you know the feel and the look of it and uh -huh. i think it just like works that way mm -hmm. okay and then like and i i didn't add this in my notes because when you mention about like the technology in the 90s, you know, was there, but wasn't what it is today. And yeah. if you tell me, hey, Jason, I can't talk anymore about that. But because I know, of course, again, we have to go back that this is a horror story. And then when Athena is a social worker, she starts talking to her clients. Her clients would say, yeah, there's this big black thing that came out after so-and-so. You know, cell phones were around back then, but they weren't able to take pictures. It was just right. like communicate. Whereas like nowadays you turn on YouTube and ooh, look, you can see the ghost walking through the forest, you know. Right. You know. Right. You know? <laughs> right. If it's real, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um now um now Carm now um listeners, so Carmilla, the first five power. Now it was written by I'm gonna try to pronounce this, I think it's a French author's name is Sheridan Sheridan La Fanu. Yep. Now um now Amy also referenced his other book in this graphic novel in a glass darkly. 
I'm, I'm just going to ask, you know, did you ever get a chance to look over, look through that book or the audio book? I'm just I have asking not. you. No, okay. no, you're fine. No, I have not. Um, mm -hmm. I, I unfortunately, it's such a shame, but I don't really have time to read a lot. It's so bad. No, Sue, I'm going to say, I know this is an audio podcast, but you can see behind, I'm pointing. You sure. see the, you see all these boxes, the oh, short yeah. boxes, you know, I, you know, I think the last time I even touched those comics was maybe last year, you know? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> no, no, but I, I, but yeah, but, but I know she references, you know, she puts some of the, um, she, she, um, she put some of that into this this graphic novel, which is really it's really nice. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, now this is a process question. Um, when you were working with Amy, did Amy give you a full script to work with? Uh, there was like little tweaks here and there, but for the most part, absolutely, it's wow. um solid stuff. But you know, also she gave me like artistic you know freedom of course so did mm -hmm. Karen and whatever I decided to change they went with it um, if it was good right and um but for the most part yeah they were pretty full scripts oh okay all right and then um now like um did you guys talk about locations like this is where Athena should be living you know um oh yeah we talked a lot about reference we sent each other like sent references and was like oh this is where blah blah blah, blah. and then you know of course I you know kind of like pieced those together and mm -hmm. pieced them up off of like almost real oops, sorry about that no. almost real um uh locations in New York because the other thing also too that I I loved about the book is that it has a it ha, it's very it's it's a nice detail and it's um it has that live that lived in feeling it gives me that sense of the new york and uh, actually of new york now i've never visited new york but it it just looks incredible and i and i think your opening shot of no like i said the subway you can you know this is again this is in the 90s like you see the twin towers in the background, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's just all those details right. in there. I, well, you know, it, it's because like Amy and I have been, you know, Amy's been in New York for a long time, and I've lived here all my life, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's it's all very like nostalgic for us, and also um, yes. I remember how it feels and looks, and yeah. like with the colors I wanted to give in that uh, very, it's like a very nineties. Like some of it is every color palette I used for the scenes was deliberate on what the scene was supposed to be about and what yes. the atmosphere was. Yes. So I wanted to give it like a very nineties um, horror, but also like very old New York. Like if you looked at like a vintage photo of New York, it's kind of like, uh, like not saturated. It's a little like diluted, you, you know, mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to go for that. Okay. Um, and also in the graphic novel, you guys use um like um is it is it Doyer Street? Right? That that's a real location. The yes. like the locations in the, the graphic novel, you guys are trying to make sure that was a real location. Is that yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then also because there because um listeners, 
if you do pick up this graphic novel, there is an actual picture. Actually, I think it's from the 1900, like, nine, no, 1909, I think, of Do how Doyer Street looked back then. So, yeah. And, um, and also, um, Carmilla's Club is, now, correct me if I'm wrong, it, because in the, now, correct me if I'm wrong, because if I remember, if I read the back matter correctly, that's kind of based on a Chinese restaurant that was a Chinese theater. Is that correct? That's in New York. Is that correct? Yes, that's, um, I actually don't know of it, but Amy does. So I was like, okay, cool. That's actually uh, pretty interesting. See, mm -hmm. there are things I didn't know either. No, yeah. Okay. And then, um, so um, I know you and Amy, like you said, that you guys, you know, sent references back and forth. You know, I, and I'll correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were working on the book, was it during the pandemic or was it a little bit before the, or was it like the start of the pandemic and you finished it in the pandemic? Uh, we started it in the middle of the pandemic and oh. um, it was kind of like the perfect time. I couldn't go out or anything. So yeah. every reference I had to use was online and mm -hmm. I had to do like a lot of deep, uh, deep diving Um but uh, it was in the middle of the pandemic, so it was kind of nice that I got to work on it, you know, um, a little bit longer than I usually would have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, so it was like all just uh, during that time. Oh, no, no, yeah. No, because I'm going to, because I just realized this because I was kind of going, because one of my questions I wrote down was, you know, because I was going to put, I'm joking did you have lunch at a couple of these Chinese restaurants, you know? <laughs> oh, right. I mean, like once upon a time, a long time ago, sure. Um, it, it, I think Amy did in one of the restaurants referenced. And I actually have passed by the place like multiple times. Mm -hmm. I just needed like photos of what it looked like before the renovations. Oh, yes. Now. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Now, um. Let's see, do you want to give um um shout outs um you know to um any other members of the team that help you um that help you and Amy on this book? Yeah, Sal did such a great job on letters, honestly. Um mm -hmm. he's so easy to work with. He's great, he's really talented, and he like took notes about specific things and you know, I think it adds um, so much to the the way the book looks. Um, and it's great to see the letters too. You know, uh -huh. you see like, you see the art and it's put together and you're like, okay, cool. And then you see the letters and you're like, oh, it's a real book now, right? Uh -huh. um, Karen is a great editor. She's done so, like, she gives you like the best notes I've ever had in my life. Um, she knows exactly what she's saying uh, uh -huh. and like really tailored it so that, everything worked tightly and as well as possible yes. um, mm -hmm. so it was like an honor to work with her everybody was like very helpful but you know it, it's like quite a team it's yes. kind of a dream team you know mm -hmm. so I was I'm really grateful and honored I got to work with everyone on this mm -hmm. all right now again we no spoilers um you know do you think we might see Athena in the future more stories yep you have to you have to see okay i'd like for other people who've read it to see what they thought of it at the end <laughs> you guys let me know <laughs> all right um i'm gonna continue on to your um some of your other things um another work that 
you've come up um, that you're going to be working with um, with DC Comics, and I'm and you know and like I mentioned before, it's like I'm I'm little. This is a blind spot for me. So can you talk about like the this DCU? Is it Ruby crossover? Am I pronouncing the? Okay. Yes, it's a um, it's a American anime. I guess is how you I would explain it. But it's by Rooster Teeth. Mm -hmm. um, Ruby is from Rooster Teeth, and it's a uh, uh, an American anime. And uh, yeah, I they did a crossover a few years ago, and they're starting up another one again. Oh, okay. Um, so I am starting um an issue a few issues later because the first few issues were drawn by a another artist um i don't know if she's comfortable with me saying it no no it don't. Is. um don't. Yeah. but uh i i know that was strange and vague but there was some stuff online that like i felt really terrible about but um so it's like a very uh interesting um series um mm -hmm. It's also like quite popular series online. Um, and I'm not really like too uh, educated on anime and like the, the types of anime that are out there. Mm -hmm. But um, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's practically a Justice League um, crossover. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that happen. Yes. Um, like the justice league team is there as as well as uh the ruby team uh -huh. um i don't want to spoil anything yeah. but for those who've actually read the um the first crossover that um um marguerite bennett wrote uh -huh. you would you will have a good idea of what happens but this like kicks it up a notch and like kind of it, it like it's a true crossover now mm -hmm. um and i think it's already announced but it's supposed to be in tandem with the animated movie i think you're right because i think yeah I, because i remember i think i saw a tweet or something yeah okay yeah and so oh, i think okay. people are very excited for the animated movie mm -hmm. and so this will like tie that in very well with that so it's like a it's kind of like opening up a whole nother universe for the Ruby series. Oh, okay, all right. But I, I but I'm gonna think it's kind of cool because at, at least the animated movie, and, and because I'm hopefully I'm I'm guessing that the animated movie comes out and then this series will kind of come out sort of together, which is kind of nice, you know. So yeah, um, and then I'm. You, I'm going to ask do you. Do you know when this series is going to start coming out? Or yes, in February. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And it and is it like a six? Is it like a one of those uh, mini series, like a six issue mini series? Uh, a seven issue mini series. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Is that a mini series? I guess. I guess it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> I guess technically or, it is, right? Yeah. Or or a limited a limited a, a limited series. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the day when we can at least say you know a limited like a mini series either it's either three or six issues. A maxi series is like twelve, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Um 
Now I'm going to talk, I'm going to ask you about, um, spill your butts, uh, spill your guts. Sorry, that, that came out wrong. Spill your guts. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. For sure. <laughs> spill your guts podcast. Now, uh, for our listeners, may I ask, can you tell them what your podcast is about? Sure. It's about a, um, freelancing and it's kind of started with um Sweeney and I just talking about what it's like being a freelancer right especially during the pandemic where Mm -hmm. um we were home all the time and you know what it was like working and kind of like showing people what you know what the life of you know Mm -hmm. a, a freelancer is like um and then you know we evolved it into kind of like you know, freelancing and mental health and like yes. the other side of what we do and, you know, the nuances of it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really go too detail into like, there's the other episodes that we talk about. We recently talked about AI art, you know, so oh, okay. it, it kind of goes like, and then we also had a, a conversation about a friend who is recently a mother and what it's like being yes. a new mom, being a freelancer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So anything that's related to, working mm-hmm. and what it's like because you know i think fans may not understand what it is like and they think it's all just fun and you know yes. like it's just like a fun hobby that we do kind of thing and so we we wanted to show like a, a little bit more insight into that yes and the you know um and because i i if not correct me if i'm wrong because i think you guys started it was it in oh was it 2022 last year or was it 2021 yes. i can't remember you know what? I don't remember either. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty... No, I think it was 2022. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Because I feel like the years are passing by so fast. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what started when. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, because I've listened, I've listened to, you know, um, at least so, you know some episodes, and it, and I love it. It's great, and and also, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think. Um, you guys release an episode every two weeks and then there'll be like you guys take off like a there'll be like a break for a couple months and then you guys come back again is that correct yes it's usually we usually do it for um holidays and then like the start of a the new year's or like um summer break or whatever it's um you know it all depends on like our time schedule and also like you know it's a new year so we want to take a little bit of a break and kind of like uh, situate ourselves and think about new episodes and everything yeah you know um but i but the thing is yeah i'm for new listeners you know for listeners you know check out you know you know sue and sweeney's spill your guts podcast because um i love the one episode i still it that's clear in my mind. I well, of course, the Halloween one, but um, the one I love you guys talked yeah. about was um, conventions. You know, oh, like yeah. I, that was great because you kind of going okay. You know, um, you know, like um, uh, I think um, like you guys have to like okay, we have to figure out how many prints to like order, how much to bring with us, right? Um, and and it's you know it, it's just fascinating because the other thing also too that you guys were talking. I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off the cuff, but the thing I loved about that episode was too that you guys had to also think about okay, 
when we're there at the convention, we also have you guys have to also be aware of who else is there too. In the in the sense of if there's a bigger name, you know, um, and, you know, and and the thing is, because like for most of us fans, we'll, we'll be attracted to the bigger names, yeah. you know, and then and then of course, then 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 there's the cost of you know nowadays, and 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 I understand you have to you know creators have to do this, but there's going to be that extra charge of you know how much you know how much like these are 10 bucks per signing or something like that sure. or you know you know so you know so you guys are not only it's, it's trying to like make sure you guys bring enough for you guys to sell but yet also to make sure that um you're trying to also be aware of your uh your uh the fat amount of fans coming to and 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 what kind of budget they may be limited to as well you know right yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah um also too and, and i think you know what's kind of cool too is that it's um it's also kind of nice too because in case there's um you know um new creators coming into the industry at least it gives them a little bit of an idea what you know beat the behind the scenes you know but yeah so i, I think yeah that that's great. Um, I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you so much. I know, yeah, and it's fun. Like I said, and I also love the Halloween one too. That, <laughs> I'm so that was glad. that was fun. Oh, I'm you... so glad <laughs> because though I love it, I love it when you said you were like I think in high school. I, I and it's it was like I think in one class. I I don't know. Like every so often, they'll just pop in a a movie. You know. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> You know, and, and I can't remember if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think wasn't didn't they show Cujo in one of your classes or something? I did, they did, yeah. <laughs> it was whatever the teacher felt like showing us that day. <laughs> um I'm gonna ask, like, um, you know, what do you and Sweeney have planned for um for um this year for upcoming episodes? Um we're we have like a list of episodes we are interested in doing and we're trying to get more guests on um we might do a part two on ai um with like different with a different guest with a different perspective not a different as in like pro ai as in like what they think Mm -hmm. if there's you know anything that they can add on to the conversation because i think it's a very important um uh thing we need to talk about right now Mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah we have a whole like fun list of things uh that we were planning uh so we got to like sit down and kind of just like discuss and like bang out what episodes we want to do and just you know plan it's all about planning this year yes (laughs) i trust me i understand you know (laughs) all right i'm gonna start moving i'm gonna slowly start wrapping things up and I want to get to the fun question. Okay. Now, what was the most exciting thing that happened to you at New York Comic Con 2022? So the most exciting, I have to say, um, I went to the Harvey Awards show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Neil Gaiman was one of the um, the speakers. Mm-hmm. And 
I got a chance to meet him. I not for very long, but I did get a chance to be introduced because Karen Berger's a friend of his, of course. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, because they work together. And so, you know, I've introduced myself and we we're talking about that. Like I was the artist on Carmilla and I was like brave enough to ask for a picture. And mm -hmm. it was like, he probably doesn't even remember me <laughs> or that interaction, but <laughs> I was like, I was over the moon. It is what a, it was definitely one of the bucket lists to meet him for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because that was so cool because I remember um, seeing that picture um that i looked that, so that, dorky i had i was just like had the biggest smile. i was like oh i don't even care <laughs> yeah it's but you met him and you have actual proof you know that's it's true it's there it's online forever <laughs> that that that's the main thing that's you know right. it's not like yeah i saw him at new york comic-con you know we talked for yeah, 20 minutes and there was no yeah. there was no picture you know <laughs> yeah all right. Now, um, for this year, 2023, you know, any upcoming conventions or store signing in February or in March? Um, signings, nothing I've set up yet. Um, I don't know, um, but I would like to mm -hmm. uh, for when Carmilla comes out or I guess by this time when it does come out. Um I, I want to set something up, but I got to, I have to be strategic about it. Not all signings yeah. are successful. <laughs> so yeah. I want to think about where and when. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know yet for what shows I'm doing. I mm -hmm. have not really much lined up, actually. I have a lot of work I have to do this year. So yeah. it is a blessing. Yes. Um, but I don't think I have time to travel a lot. So if yeah. you saw me last year, I think that's one of the only times you'll see me mm -hmm. for a while, for mm -hmm. some of you, in person at least. <laughs> All right. Any closing words to our listeners? Um, if you guys support Carmilla the First Vampire, it'll be in comic shops, hopefully your local comic shops. It's definitely in Midtown Comics. It's it's actually online as well. Um, oh, okay. Oh. I, I saw some online, like New Zealand comic shops have it online. Um, your local bookstores, uh, mm -hmm. Barnes and Nobles will have it. It's also mm -hmm. on Amazon. Um, yeah, if you just go online and just type in Carmel the First Vampire trade paperback because it's only a one, it's a graphic novel, yes. so it's only in trade uh, in paper, uh, hardcover and paperback. Oh, and, okay. Um, or is it just hardcover? I don't remember. But mm -hmm. anyways, the the whole book is gorgeous, by the way. Yes. So um, from the cover to the interiors to the back to the it's everything is great. So um, it's going to be in comic book shops, bookstores uh, in February. It'll be in comic shops now. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys go and support it and please let me know what you guys think. I would, I already support the, I really love the support that I'm getting now and would appreciate the support that I have in the future. Mm -hmm. It's a really big project. Um, it's a dream project. It's one of my dream projects. And also, you know, we all like really worked hard on it. And so if you guys can show some love, that would mm -hmm. that would mean the world to me. All right. Sue, thank you very much. You know, uh, mahalo for your time. Thank you very much for coming back on the podcast. Thank you very much. 
Um, I wish you all the success with Carmilla, the first vampire. If you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader, please check out Carmilla, the first vampire. This original um, graphic novel is part of the um, Burger Books um, line through Dark Horse. Um, this is a great horror story that has layers to it. It really does. Um, I've read it. I loved it. Um, again, oh, thank you, know, you. Yes, no, it's it's really great. Um, you know, I also want to give a big mahal to Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for all his hard work behind the scenes. Drew, thank you very much for letting me contribute to your podcast. If you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Comp for new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. Um and I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Thank you. Great to be here. The good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit have been doing two episodes a week um, for quite some time now. And it's all thanks to, first of all, Jason. And second of all, our patrons who allow us to add the space on our server, broadcast more, store more, share more with you listeners. I'm envious of those of you who have unlimited storage and media server capabilities. We we pay for ours here at at the C4FAP. It ain't cheap. We thank you so much for those of you who go to patreon.com slash comics fun profit and contribute at any level to say thanks, to say I want to be a part of your Slack channel conversations I want to get exclusives. I want to get early access. I want to get ad-free access. I want to get swag. I want to get some free stuff. Whatever your reasoning is, we appreciate it at any level because it does make a difference. So from the bottom of Kyle and I and Jason's heart, thank you for contributing.